You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Ally. They may not be able to help you hit your mile splits, but Ally can help you plan for the future. Explore all the ways you can map out your financial goals with Ally at ally.com. Ally, a proud sponsor of the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and athletes everywhere. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Today on the Running Around Charlotte podcast, we are joined by Jamie McDonald. If you're part of the local running community, you know Jamie because you've seen her running around town, working at one of your local running stores, or pacing and cheering you from the sidelines. She's got a terrific journey to share with us in her own personal life, and uh, we are proud to welcome you today, Jamie, to the Running Around Charlotte podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be on. DC Lucchese is here, too. Hello, oh, DC. Also happy to be on. Also happy also to happy. be on. Our pleasure. Hey, let's jump right in. Like, uh, we, we see you running around town all over the place. Tell us a little bit what you, what's going on. Who's Jamie? For people who don't know, they just see that smiling face. But they're like, who yeah. is that girl? I didn't, was not a lifelong runner. Uh, I'm 45 and took up running in my early 30s when I entered long-term uh, recovery for alcoholism. And I had a good friend that lived in Michigan that had taken up running for other reasons. And I saw how much it changed her life. And I was like, I kind of have everything to gain. And cause I'd lost basically everything it seemed. So I jumped right into it. Uh, ironically went to run for your life when it used to be at Stonecrest and got a pair of shoes and body God and the rest is history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, that I mean, the key awesome. point, you know, uh, yeah, so running shoes um, and body glide, yeah. top yeah, two on the list, yeah, right? I know, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, is there anything else I need? And the guy was like yeah. this body glide. Uh, but yeah, and um, it literally has changed my life. It has brought so much uh, friendship. It brought me my wife. Ironically, we met at a 24 hour race in Virginia six years ago. Yeah. Um, it's brought me travels. And um, like you had mentioned, I've worked at a lot of different running stores in the area and managed them. And uh, I love the community and, um, and I'm always proud to be a part, even when briefly I lived in Portland, Oregon, when my wife was in chiropractic school and um, even out there, I yearned to get back to the Charlotte running community because there's nothing like it. So if, if you, um, if you don't mind rewind to pre 2010 and talk a little bit about your life journey and kind of what led you into the, the challenge of alcoholism and. Yeah, I was uh, one of those kids that dabbled with things early. (laughs) You know, know, I can remember being like 14 and uh, going to a local gas station that's no longer up here in Huntersville, but it's, uh, called Saeed's and I think it's actually a bar ironically now and um, and getting alcohol there and it was the first time it it's it was something that took took stuff away I didn't have to deal with things and um, and I also came from a lifestyle that if I got myself into any kind of trouble my mom and dad would fix it you know one of those and um after being yanked from public school and put in a private school because of the kind of troubles I was in, 
nothing seemed to be stopping me. And then um, after I went to college briefly at Lenore Ryan, I dropped out, came home. And really the tipping point, I always say it's like the uh, the punch bowl when mm -hmm. it finally tipped over and was 100% into the bottle of the bottom of the bottle of wine for the next gosh, 12, 13 years, I had a boyfriend uh, take his own life um, on the phone with mm. me. And it was one of those that I was like, you know, even in therapy, there wasn't anything fixing that guilt. Yeah. Um, and so I just drank and drank and drank. And then um, I can remember sitting at my house. Um, it was the, I, I got sober April 25th, 2010, and it was April 24th. And I was like, I hate the life I've created. I've got to do something about it. And um, so the very next morning I did. And um, everybody has their methods. There's no, you know, textbook way you have to yeah. fix things. You know, it doesn't mean you have to go into rehab and you have to do AA and there's no other way to do it. You can do it a million different ways as long as the end result is the same and um, as long as you heal from it. And that's what running has helped bring. It's brought this ever, uh, I like to call it a season of change. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a constant season of change and of healing. And whether it's I'm running half marathons or I'm running 50 milers, it's the, this season of how how I'm going to heal the next phase of my life. So, um, cause we're ever changing and ever healing in my book. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So, uh, because you and I knew each other before, right? Yes. <laughs> and it was We've like, known and, each other a long oh time. yeah, <laughs> for a minute as the kids say. Yes. So, so, and you know, and I didn't know any of that backstory stuff. Hell, I didn't even know you drank. Right. And all of that. Sure. And, now it is, and I am 100% on board with the idea that it is totally cool to say, I got a problem and I'm fixing it. But you did that way before that was cool. How yeah, did you muster the guts? <laughs> right. How did you muster the guts to do that? I've always been very hard-headed and driven with anything that I wanted to do in life. And whether it be drinking or not mm -hmm. drinking. Yeah. Um, and I really felt that was the only way out, you know, it was the only way to redirect it. And I know a lot of people say, um, like with running, you know, it was just one addiction to another, but in my mind, it was, I could focus on something else for a bit yeah. to get, get out yeah. of that. And, um, and just very motivated. I mean, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, it's pretty black and white when it comes <laughs> comes to me. I, uh, you may not like the answer, but you're going to get it. And it's like, eh, yeah. So, um, so, I mean, that's the only, you know, looking back, I think the same thing. I'm like, God, how did I have the strength to get through that? But you know, you, you find it within sometimes when you need it. Yeah. That's, that's heavy, man. Yeah. So, uh, talk about your running like uh, a couple times a week, uh, five, yeah, six right. times a week, every day you, uh, um, Back in the day, um, I used to run probably four or five days a week, um, maybe with like a strength training day, uh, especially when I was training for longer distances. Um, we lived in Portland, Oregon from 2016 to 2019. And while my wife was in chiropractic school and having all of that load on, we kind of scaled it back a little bit. 
Uh, she's still running hundred milers. Um, I am now doing more. I'm kind of ramping it back up. I'm doing the Charlotte half um, in November. Um, it'll be my first time actually doing it, not being called Thunder Road. And oh wow! <laughs> I'm excited Ooh. about that. Yeah. Um, and because uh, I do love the race, and I paced it many years Damn. thanks to DC. That's how I got connected to him a million years awesome. ago. Um, and uh, but yeah, so doing the Charlotte half in November. I'm going to do a uh, race in December up at Lake Norman State Park called the Lake Norman. They have a 30K and a 50K. I'm mm-hmm. doing the 30K. And then going to try and see what next year brings. Um, just uh, like I said, last really with COVID and things, and I think with most people, it just became very, what do we want to do? Or, you know, do we want to run? Do we want to not want to run? Do we want to scale mm-hmm. back? And I was kind of scaling back a little bit yeah. going it i'm a big i like to do races and when races aren't going on going out and running isn't as much fun (laughs) so um so yeah so i was like okay so i kind of pelotoned more and strength trained more Mm -hmm. and now i'm excited to get back into it um plus i got to be a part of it with my wife's ultra running um so yeah it's it's a good aspect of all of it but right now my weeks i run tuesdays saturday sundays I do uh, Peloton um, classes on Monday, Thursday, strength training on Wednesdays, and take Fridays off. So, yeah. And I see you out there on the on the socials, and you're not proselytizing, and you're not, you know, telling your story like that, going, oh, and you should, or you can, and all this. But I know that because of the kind of personality you have, that people are talking to you and go like, how do I? And what do you tell them? Just the key is getting out there and not, um, I feel like there's such hype sometimes with pace and distance and Mm -hmm. really in the end, going back to what I said earlier, you just need to get a pair of shoes, you know, <laughs> and some bodyguards, body you know, <laughs> like get a pair of shoes, uh, say some bodyguard, you know, um, but I mean, like getting out there, I can remember when I first started, I didn't have a Garmin. I didn't have something on my phone. It just, I kind of drove my car around the neighborhood to try and figure out what two to three miles looked like. Oh, yeah. And I just went out there and did it. And I think if, because I am not a super fast runner, I am a back of the packer and I'm okay with that. It's taken me a long time to say that, but I'm okay with that. Totally. That's and where the party is. Exactly. That's where all the fun happens. <laughs> Every time my wife runs a race with me, she's like, now I understand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I said, if, if people would not get so wrapped up in that they aren't deserving of being out there because they're not yeah. in the front of the pack, you're all, we're all deserving. That's why there's different paces. You have this whole time frame, and it's okay. It's okay to get out there and and appreciate what you're doing and the time you're putting in, even if the pace looks different from somebody else's. Right. I mean, I mean, I and I think that's one of the things that uh, that over the year. First of all, laughing at the whole driving around to get the mileage. <laughs> I'm that old, so I know. When, <laughs> I totally remember yeah. that. He's like, how far did yeah. you run today? I'm not sure, but we were out there for an yeah. hour and a half, so we're driving later. The Oldsmobile yeah. says 3.6. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> <laughs> well, I cut through that guy's yard. Yeah. They're probably asleep. Go ahead and hump through there. It's like, oh my gosh, right? Doing all like, yeah, I totally remember that. But, but, but getting back to my point, I think that is one of the beautiful things of uh, one of the 
one of the redeeming factors uh, uh, that you can see from social and people running and things like that is if they've not been to an event yet or of any type and they can see themselves out there before they even get out there because it's intimidating for, you know, for, I don't care what kind of shape you're in or, or or how good looking you are, as I like to say, (laughs) Uh, you know, if you've never been there and you can't see yourself there, you're like, that's not for me. That's not for me. But then you do see yourself there and then you can get there and go, oh, there are people of color, people who are tall, people who are short, people who are big, people who are small, people who are whatever. And like, oh yeah, there is somebody like me at these things. I know I said some of the most rewarding times were pacing the the Charlotte Marathon. I can remember the first year I did it, I did the 530 group and we were probably two miles out from the finish. And there was this lady, her name was Leslie, and uh, she was struggling a little bit. And I said to the guy that was pacing with me, you keep on and carrying this pace. I'm staying with her because she is going to finish. And <laughs> you keep that 530 wall, but I'm staying with her. And she finished seven minutes after. But I, her and I Love remain it. friends to this day. And I that's said, great. that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, I swept about. the other two years. Yeah. And that can be. Yeah, tough one too when you're telling people like i'm really sorry you have to go over to the sidewalk because like, right, yeah, at the same right, time right. keeping people you know that's um that you know whether it be the front of the pack where they're wanting to pr or bq or something like that yeah. and it, it's it's different motivation on both ends but in the end same right so, right right so I, I know you from your days at charlotte running company you said you worked at a couple other stores do you miss the retail gig i i <laughs> It's interesting you say that because um, I left Charlotte Running Company in May of 2020 and um, kind of bounced around what I wanted to do next. And um, the our chiropractic business, United Sports Solution, was offered for us to buy in uh, September of 2020. And I remember thinking, oh, God, you know, this is this is I don't mind doing this because it was my wife's job, you know, but is it going to fulfill me the same way that retail did, you know, and very quickly I realized it does because, uh, you know, if y'all were to ever come into the office, you get treated for 30 minutes and then you stand outside and talk to me for an additional 30. So you need to walk yourself (laughs) out, you know, I said, that was what I realized it never was the shoes or the products or the stores it was the people and I still get to get that here. And I'm so thankful. And I know so many people that come through that I fit them for shoes and many that still come in and go, Hey, I hear, do you mind fitting me for shoes or fitting me for a bra? So I still do it. And then I'll just send a note to whatever store they're going to. I'm sure the stores are like, who is this chick? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, really, right? (laughs) Yeah, really. Like, uh, she sends a sticky note saying that this is okay. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, I said it, uh, it, it's interesting because I do still get what the thing that I loved the most about retail. So. You're, awesome. you're in the people business, right? Yeah. yeah whether, whether shoes are the commodity or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a little therapy. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that's good. So uh, kind of a last question, I bring it full circle. Somebody's listening and, and they feel some of the weight of, uh, maybe uh, an addiction or alcohol, you know, whether it's alcoholism or something else, some other substance sure. abuse. And and they're like, oh, man, I hear this, but I just, I, I don't know what to do. Like, what what would you say to them, Jamie, to encourage them to take that first step to get into some sort of transition to a healthier life? Sure. 
Um, I find that the biggest thing that we lack in life are coping skills. So um, as I have grown in the 12 and a half years of sobriety, I always say that I have this ever growing virtual bag toolbox of coping skills. And I think if sometimes people can take the first step in um, finding their place. Now, whether that be, I mean, I've run most of all of my races for a nonprofit called the Heron Project. They're based out of Rhode Island. Chris Heron started it. He was in the NBA um, and um, had a severe addiction to opioids and mm. lost everything and created this to help people. And, um, and I find that they're a huge resource when it comes to that, not only for virtual meetings, mm -hmm. they also help with placement of uh, care and treatment. But the biggest thing is they provide transition back into real life because that's where most people fail when they're coming back out because mm -hmm. they're kind of put right back into the madness that has kept them in what I like to call the toilet bowl of addiction. And um, so really it's just reaching out reach out to me. I'm available and I'm always available to help and God. I've always been not only a huge part of the running community, but I was also um, a part of the drug-free coalition for Mecklenburg County for a very long time. So I have a lot of resources for that. And I'm always help, here to help somebody um, because in the end, I want them on this side of addiction. That's great. Yeah. And how would people get a hold of you? Uh, they can uh, reach me on um, Instagram. It's uh, Runner Girl Jamie. It's J A I M E. Um, and then um, that's probably the best way. Um, they can also always uh, reach out um, instant messaging through that. That's the best way. And then we can always uh, exchange. Um, contact information if need be and, and go further there. So. Right on. Jamie, I appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great one. Thanks so much. Thanks. I look forward to seeing you out there on November 12th. Absolutely. Anybody wants there. to run with this girl, hook up with her, because I tell you what, it's oh, going yeah. to be a fun 13.1. Party and back. All right. Bye, thanks, Jamie. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and our partners at Pinnacle Financial and U.S. Bank. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.